Hey, uh, we, uh, we're glad you're here, and uh, we're glad to uh, get into the Christmas season, although I've been poking fun at everybody that's been listening to Christmas music for a month now and uh, had their tree up three months ago, and, uh, and then a bunch of you, you know, had your Christmas lights up already, but that's just because you live in Cheatham County. And uh, <laughs> all you had to do was go flip the switch, Merry Christmas. So, <laughs> she said not wrong. <laughs> oh, I know. I love it, though. I love it. I really do. Uh, man, just uh, what, a, what an awesome week. Uh, I've gotten to uh, partner with our fire department a couple times this week. They, uh, they had a graduation ceremony for new recruits here uh, yesterday in our building, and, uh, and that's just, it was just awesome to get to be a part of that and get to see that. And, I've, I've seen those before and been a part of those before, but, uh, you know, just, just to get to, you know, I don't know, just, there's, there's a special, there's a special something that we, that the Lord is blessing us with uh, right now in the history of our church and just allowing us to get to uh, work alongside with other people that we want to be working alongside with that, uh, I mean, it's just, it just amazing stuff. I mean, I, I got a phone call on Thanksgiving Day of, uh, you know, hey, we, from the fire department, hey, we have food beyond you could un- even understand that uh, apparently Cracker Barrel had donated to our fire department and wanted them to have it. Uh, but the truth is, is they gave them literally like a pickup truck full of food. Uh, it was like pans upon pans upon pans of food and uh, multiple pans of, of each and every single thing that they gave them. And they already had a bunch of food, and so they were like, look, what, do, you, do you know anybody that could use this food? And I, I said, man, I don't know. Let me, think, let me think on this for a minute. And So I hung up, and we're about to eat lunch, and uh, it's Thanksgiving. You know, my family's at my house being, you know, all crazy and stuff. And, uh, and, and so then, um, you know, I'm sitting there, and, and I just begin, I begin to think about all these people that we're going to minister to through our bus ministry and stuff. And thought about one of those neighborhoods in, specific, in particular, and, and I just messaged Chief back and said, hey, I tell you what, if you're feeling froggy, you load that stuff up in the truck, meet me over here in just a little while, and we'll ride. And so we did. And we got to go and take a bunch of kids, took some of my nieces and nephews, took some of my kids, uh, we had fire truck, you know, lights going and the whole bit, and we went into this neighborhood, and we, we, just, we just got out and started knocking on people's doors and saying, hey, you need this food. And we just gave food away, and we got to pray with people we've never met in our lives. And I'm on the phone with some of these people by the end of the night. And I mean, just, you know, just crazy, crazy. Just to, you know, but, but that's a, you know, that, I mean, I just say this to say that. Uh, say that to say this. Whatever. Uh, take it as you can get it. Uh, uh, that uh, the Lord is just, Lord's, the Lord's doing something. I mean, you know, I, you know I, I feel it a blessing to get those phone calls of like, hey, who, who could use this food? You know, and, and it's real easy on things. Believe me, don't please don't please don't put me on any pedestal because my, my first inclination is it's like it's Thanksgiving. You know, I'm I'm with my family. You know, what 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 is this? You know, and 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 I think for a lot of us that's you know that's where we are. And I you know, the chief and I talked about it even last night at the graduation. I said you know the hardest part sometimes is just saying you know what let's get off the couch and let's go let's go take that opportunity for a few minutes to just get to be a part of something that God might have for us to do and. Uh, man, what an amazing thing. So uh, pretty, pretty, pretty cool stuff. So uh, anyway, uh, thank you for being with us this morning. Thank you for worshiping with us. 
uh, if you're just tuning in, um, we've got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, 15-year anniversary is coming, uh, very first of uh, 2020 here. Uh, and uh, that first Sunday of the month, we're throwing a party. Uh, we're also, uh, in the middle of that party, going to have a groundbreaking ceremony for uh, the addition and renovation uh, that we're going to be doing here uh, as a part of our church to help further some of the ministries that we've been feeling led to do. Uh, and there's a whole lot to that. We'd be glad to talk to you about any of that and all of that. If you want to hear more about that, you can ask them about it at the front desk or catch me after a service or uh, whatever. You know, we're glad to glad to share about some of that or listen to let's go listen to past messages or whatever. But uh, um, the Lord is the Lord has given us a kind of a mission, I guess you could say, and uh, and we're going to do our best to try to fulfill it. So. Uh, just keep just keep praying for us as a church as a whole uh, in in that. So, uh, pretty pretty exciting time in the life of our church. Um, so this morning uh, we're starting this series, Christmas songs, and uh, I, I hope that uh, you are ready for that. And uh, if you've got a Bible and you want to go ahead and get it out, do that. And if you uh, don't have a Bible, that's okay because our ushers have tons of Bibles, uh, and they will bring you one. And all you have to do. Uh, is put your hand in the air, wave it like you just don't care, and they will give you one. And uh, you can keep that Bible if you don't own one. Uh, and if you do own one, you just need to borrow it, that's fine too. But we'd love for you to have it. If you don't have one, take it with you. Please please keep it today uh, and consider it a gift. Uh, today we're going to the book of Matthew. And uh, we're going to one of the accounts of Jesus being prophesied about uh, as he is going to come. Uh, and, and oftentimes we really focus, and I, I know in years past I have, I know we, we really focus a lot of time uh, in the prophecies of the things that we see happen uh, with the, I mean, you guys are getting out of hand with the Bible getting, aren't you? Uh, starting start to get rowdy in here. <laughs> Turn on the Christmas lights last night. And so, uh, but, uh, you know, this, uh, this, this passage is one that, you know, we often focus on Mary's prophecies and, and what we see, uh, you know, like the angel coming to her in a dream and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, and this is, you know, oftentimes we, we don't say a whole lot about this prophecy, but this is where we see uh, uh, Joseph have a dream. And, and you got to think about it. I mean, I mean if, if I'm your boy Joseph and, you know, Mary's coming to me with all this information all of a sudden, I'm a, I'm a little freaked out and like, what? And so this, this kind of helps him to clarify and them to be on the same page, which is a pretty awesome thing. And so Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18, we have this passage uh, with Joseph. In fact, let's just go ahead and read it here. It says this. It says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they had came, come to, came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. She was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. In other words, God was giving her a baby, not Joseph. Okay, we're, we're clear on this. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. So Joseph, doing what he thinks is the right thing to do in this moment, he, he finds out you know, she's pregnant. Uh, he's like, I know it's not mine. Uh, so we've got some problems here. This probably isn't going to work out. I'm going to try to slide out quietly, it says. And in verse 20, it goes on, it says, But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, 
For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until he had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Joseph ends up sticking it out. Joseph ends up getting a prophecy of his own from the Lord, and this leads him to stay with Mary. And then he learns even more so about this son that they would have. In verse 23, behold, this is prophecy from uh, Isaiah, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. This morning, uh, the song that we are talking about is O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. We just sing it. And it's a song that we sing every year. Every year we sing this song. But do we, we really, do we really understand what this song means? Do we really understand what we are saying to God when we sing it? Now, first of all, I think, I think it's worth noting uh, and, and because, you know, there's people that are newer believers or maybe you're not even a believer and you're just like, you know, somebody drug you in here today and you're still like, this, this whole thing is kind of crazy or whatever right now. Uh, but so one of the things to understand is that when we're talking about worship songs, when we're talking about a Christmas carol or songs that we sing on Sunday mornings, these are worship songs and, and it's exactly that. They are worship songs. They're not like, you know... Uh, songs that we just sing to make ourselves feel good. These are songs that we use to worship God. These are songs that we sing to Him. They are, out. I mean, no different really than even our own prayers to Him. That when we're singing, you know, these types of songs, we're singing, we're not singing these for our sake. We're not singing these uh, for the sake of just being loud. We're not singing these for uh, Nathan's sake or the band's sake or to make them feel like, you know, they're not being left out or something, you know, that we're paying attention. No, we're, we're, we're using these as an opportunity to connect with God. So if we're, if we're singing worship songs and they are an opportunity for us to connect to God and we're singing them to Him, singing them to him it's important for us to understand, like, what does that even mean that we are singing? O come, O come, Emmanuel. Well, first of all, we, we, we got right here, thanks to uh, the prophecy of old, we have this understanding of what Emmanuel means. Let's go back to verse 23. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. And so, you know, at, at that point in time, long time ago before, you know, when this prophecy was first made, you know, and, and they were talking about Emmanuel, I'm sure, I'm sure there was some thought there of, you know, how this was just God with us. Little did they really understand and know what it would mean that God would come and be with us through the form of Jesus. Jesus himself is God. He is the Son of God, and he is God. 
So God with us, Emmanuel, is talking about Jesus coming, humbling himself. We see this in Philippians. And he humbled himself even to the point of, of being a human being, of being a man, coming, literally willing to give his life for us. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. O come, O come, Emmanuel. I mean, that's, I mean the, the song starts with O come, O come, Emmanuel. And the O in that, okay, you know, O come, O come, you know, we're just like, oh, well, they, people, people back then, they just said O a lot, I guess, you know. There's meaning, okay, there's some meaning to the O's, all right. And, and, and it's not just for the sake of going, oh, you know, or whoo, you know. Uh, but the, the, O's, the O's are a longing, okay? The O's are a longing. Oh, come, oh, come. Come, Lord, now. Come, quickly, now. If you've had a, uh, a bad day recently, Maybe, maybe you've had that thought in mind somewhere throughout your day where you're just like, Lord, I need you to come on back right now. We just need to, we just need to be done with all this. Let's just, you know, just come on, come on. And it's, and it's a longing, you know. And, and here's, here's the beauty of this song. Here's the beauty of this song is, you know, honestly, one of the reasons that this song is probably with us today. By the way, if you go back and you look at the history of the song, song. This song's got like 15 versions, okay? It's, it's worse than like a, a Moby remix or something, you know? I mean, it's, it's like got all kinds of stuff going on. There's all kinds of versions of this thing, all kinds of different verses. Uh, we're, we're looking at one today where uh, we've kind of adopted that came from 1861. Uh, but if you look back through history, one of the reasons that this song has lived through history is because it grew in popularity within Jewish schools, and so when they were singing this song, they were singing this song saying, O come, O come, Emmanuel, still looking for the Messiah. Not like us when we sing it, where we're saying, O come, O come, Emmanuel, where we know that the Messiah has come and he is coming again, right? So we, we, sing, we sing this song in celebratory, especially this time of year, that we are coming together, celebrating Christmas. O come, O come, Emmanuel. God has come to be with us. We are celebrating his birth in his son Jesus and knowing that he will come again. O come, O come, Emmanuel is a longing, a longing that we see that Jesus has come. Let's just, we'll just, let's just read through uh, the first um, little section here of O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. And ransom captive Israel. And, and this, in, this, in this verse, in that line, we have again this singing for the folks that would be Jewish in not believing that the Messiah has come yet. They're, they're saying, you know, hey, yes, come, Come and ransom, you know, save us, Israel, you know, come save us. We sing it in such a way and ransom captive Israel that, yes, we, we know that God has come to ransom the captive of Israel, 
but also that we too are those captives. We, we, you and me, are part of that in Israel. That we understand that God sent His Son to die for all of us to set all of us free and ransom captive Israel. And, and, and that, you know, that, that just rings... Uh, first of all, the whole God with us, Emmanuel, is Isaiah 8.8. 8. I meant, meant, meant to mention that if you're just taking notes or something, you want to put that with Emmanuel, Isaiah 8.8. 8. Uh, but then also, you know, this and ransoming the captives, you know, it brings to, brings to mind passages like 1 Timothy 2.6, where we see that Jesus gave himself as a ransom for many. A ransom for me. What's, what's a ransom? You know, I mean, well, we know what a ransom is. You know, Jesus stepped in to pay the price that was deserved for our sin. That we as sinners could be saved. That we as sinners could, could be made new. That we could be set free. That we are no longer slaves. No longer slaves to what, Chris? I didn't know I was a slave. A slave to sin, Okay. No, no, longer, no longer a slave to anything having to do with Satan. Like he has no power over a believer who is trusted in Jesus to be their Savior. And ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here. That mourns in lonely exile here. So there's this, so there's this you know, understanding that you know, for those that have not trusted in Jesus, they mourn. But then it says, until the Son of God appear. Until the Son of God appear. So there's mourning for anybody, and here's, this is true, there's mourning for anybody in their soul until they know Jesus as their Savior. For us that have trusted in Jesus, we no longer mourn. In fact, the next line is rejoice. Rejoice, and why? Emmanuel, which means what? God with us. Rejoice, rejoice, God is with us. If you've trusted in Jesus, God is literally with you right now. And every moment for the rest of your life. Jesus gives us that promise before he goes back to be with the Father. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, shall come to thee, O Israel. The next section, see if you have, did you get the email? Hopefully you got the email about, the, about what I'm doing here. It says, O come, thou rod of Jesse, Free, thine own from Satan's tyranny. So this here's here's one of these lines that you know. Oh, rod of Jesse, what in the world? Like, I mean, if you don't know, like you're just singing this song and you're like singing about what you sing about today. I always sing about fishing poles belong to some guy named Jesse or something. I don't, I don't know, you know. No, come, oh come. Thou rod of Jesse free. Now, if you look at that, it's it's capitalized. Rod of Jesse free. You know, and 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 there it's talking about specifically, it's talking about Jesus. It's a name for Jesus. And that name comes from 
Isaiah 11.1. And Isaiah 11.1 says this. It says, There shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. Now we just sang about the root of David. From the root of David would come. You know, we just sang about Jesus in that way just a few minutes ago. And then if you look this, Isaiah 11, 1, I'll read it again. That there shall come forth a shoot from the stump of Jesse, and a branch from his roots shall bear fruit. So this rod of Jesse is talking about Jesus, that Jesus is going to come to free. Free from what? Well, you read the whole thing together. O come, thou rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. You see that, right? And, and look, I know it's a song. I know it's not Scripture, but it's talking about Scripture, and we sing it to God. You know, so I think it's, I think it's a great thing for us to like be able to break down and say, what does Scripture say about this? What is this about? O come, thou rod of Jesse, free thine own from Satan's tyranny. From depths of hell thy people save, and gave them victory o'er the grave. From depths of hell thy people save, and gave them victory o'er the grave. Man, what, what, what amazing, that's, that's amazing theology for us today. In fact, if, if you're looking to get a, a Christmas tattoo this year, this is your boy right here. And, and you go, go home, you know, t- t- tell your mama at Christmas, hey, we got, I got Christmas tattoo this year. You're going to be like, oh, that's so wonderful. What did what'd you get a tree, you know? No, we got, we got all this about hell and the grave, you know? You do all kinds of like visual stuff with that, by the way, right? <laughs> From depths of hell thy people save and gave them victory o'er the grave. That's what Jesus has done for us. And that's what we're singing about in that song. And give them victory over the grave. And then what? Rejoice. Rejoice. Emmanuel, God is with us, shall come to thee, O Israel. You see, what Jesus has done has set us free from the bondage of Satan himself. It's an amazing thing how blind we can once be in our life to something, right? I mean, you know, some, something could, you know, that's something, that something could make your life so much better. I, I find this with, you know, a random tool from time to time. You know, I don't know if you, uh, if you're a guy, you understand this. Uh, I know a lot of other folks don't, other folks being, I guess, the ladies. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I was trying not to single you guys out. Some of you will understand but, you know, I, you know, as a guy, like, we, we just love to, like, go to a tool store and walk around. We, we can go to a tool store, and we just, we just walk around and stare at stuff. And, and, and I, know, I, know, I know the ladies are like, what are you doing? Like, you already own three toolboxes full of this stuff, you know? And you're like, what, you know, what, how could you possibly, well, how is this possibly spending good time? But, but you know, it's, 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 that one, it's that one thing that, like, when we walk through there and we see it and we're like, Oh my gosh, look, look at, can you imagine how much faster I can do that thing if I own that tool, even though I may never do it again in my life, right? 
I need that, and I'm going to buy it and put it in my toolbox. <laughs> and funny as that is, you know, how, how true is that for us who have trusted in Jesus to be our Savior, to look back on our life before we had trusted in Him, before we received Him as our Savior, how much different was our life that now we can look and see where God has moved and does and we and we can't imagine we can't imagine a life without Jesus. We can't imagine a life without being a part of the body of believers, the church. Like we, we see that God created all of these things with all these purposes, us included, and to be free from the bondage of Satan. Just amazing. Let's go, let's go to this next section here. O come, thou day spring from on high, and cheer us by thy drawing nigh. Thou day spring from on high. Day spring here is also capitalized and uh, is referring to Jesus. So again, we have this, if you see it, there's a pattern in this song if you're not picking up on it, where it's constantly coming back to singing about Jesus and what he's done. O come thy day spring, thou day spring from on high, and cheer us from cheer us by thy drawing nigh. And so this day spring thing is another another term in this situation for who Jesus is. And what does that mean? Well, it, it, I think it covers a couple of things. I think first of all, we see Jesus as being the spring, the dawn of the kingdom of God being ushered into the world. Okay, that, that's a big theological statement. Okay, let me say that again, that we see Jesus being the dawn, the beginning of God ushering in his kingdom into the world. So God uses Jesus as Jesus comes in as the beginning of what he's going to continue to build on and do for the rest of eternity. Okay, huge, huge thoughts here. Day spring being that beginning and all that. But also to think of, you know, the fact that we know that Jesus is the light, okay? That Jesus is the light of the world and that he has come, the day spring, the dawn, the beginning, that everyone would see his light. And then in verse, uh, this, this next part of this verse, it says, Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. And we just talked about Jesus, and it's perfect the way that this was written, uh, you know, that uh, you, you would have this day spring idea of who Jesus is and that he would come as this dawn of the kingdom of God, but also as the light of the world. And, and you know, as that, as that song, that worship song that we've probably sang before, says, you know, light of the world, you step down into darkness. Jesus stepped down into the darkness, humbled himself to become a man, to overcome all of the dark. What is it talking about? Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. In other words, there is no darkness near Jesus. He... he he puts nothing but the brightest light on everything that he is around. He fills us with light. But, you know, Satan doesn't want us to believe that. 
He doesn't, he doesn't want us to buy into that. He, he, wants us, he wants us to think that, you know, we're, we're privy to, you know, that darkness taking us over. Those shadows taking us over. That's not true. Jesus fought for us to be free. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night and death's dark shadows put to flight. What, 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 a, 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 what just initially seems as kind of like a, you know, a very dark, because it's talking about the dark, uh, a very dark section here is really something amazing in which what Christ has done for us and death's dark shadows put to flight, the, they are gone. They are gone. There is no room for darkness in the presence of Jesus. And again, rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, God with us shall come to thee, O Israel. So, in this song, we're constantly coming back to this calling of praising God, rejoicing in what God has done through His Son Jesus. That He has come, in in this particular section, that He has come and He has destroyed the shadows. The next section here says this. It says, O come, thou key of David, come, and open wide our heavenly home. O come, thy key of David, come, and open wide our heavenly home. Isaiah 22, verse 22, says this. It says, And I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. He shall open and none shall shut, he shall shut, and none shall open. I'm going to read that verse again. I want, you to, I want you to hear what that verse is saying about this key of David, which is talking about Jesus. Again, it's in caps here. It says this, verse, Isaiah 22, 22, And I will place on his shoulder the key of the house of David. Check it out. He shall open, and none shall shut. And he shall shut, and none shall open. You know what that says? That says that only Jesus, only Jesus will get us there. And only Jesus could keep us from there. Like, it, it, it's, it's all in him. That he is the way, he is the truth, and the life. And on top of that, that Satan can't take your salvation from you. What God has done through His Son in defeating Satan is done for for all time. None shall shut. I'm going to read that part again. He shall open and none shall shut. And he shall shut and none shall open. Jesus is the key. And not only is... The key is he, is he the key? He's the one opening the door, and he's the one slamming it closed. To me, that is up and down security of my salvation. The cross defeats sin, and this leads us to that same joy that we see over and over in these verses of this song. Let's keep going. It says, Make safe the way that leads on high and close the path to misery. 
Make safe the way that leads on high and close the path to misery. In other words, it's a put these things down. Put that misery down. Put those awful thoughts down. Let God be victorious over those things in your life and rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel, God is with us, shall come to thee, O Israel. Last little section here. O come, Adonai, Lord of might, who to thy tribes on Sinai's height. O come, Adonai, Lord of might. Adonai is a name for God. And literally, if you want to get a literal translation, just go with my Lord. My Lord. My Lord, Lord of might. O come, my Lord, Lord of might. You see, the longing is still there. The longing is all through the song. The longing is never left. It's, O come, thou key of David. O come, thou day spring from on high. O come, Adonai, Lord of might. O come, my Lord, Lord of might, who to thy tribes on Sinai's height in ancient times didst give the law in cloud in majesty and awe. In ancient times didst give the law in cloud and majesty and awe. The law. The law. The thing that Jesus told that guy, if you can keep that, you're good to go. If you can keep that law, you're good to go. Right? Sounds so simple. Keep the Ten Commandments. Just, let's just go. Let's just start with that. Right? Let's just start with the ten basics. Don't, don't kill anybody. Don't, you know, don't be jealous. Don't, you know. And, and you know, we get about halfway through that thing and we're like, oh, well, um, hmm. I don't think I've kept all that. Of course we haven't. We're sinners. We're sinners. And even the law points to what we really need, which is not to be perfect people in the sense of all the things that we can do, but in the sense that we need the perfect person who came and did them on our behalf. The law points us to Jesus. Jesus is the only one that ever kept the law. Jesus is the only one that ever maintained living through that, being perfect, never sinning. And in turn, it is in Him that we can be saved. He's the only one that could have been the sacrifice. He's the only one that could have given his life that we could have life. That in his death we could have life. He's the only one because he's Jesus. And that's why. That's why God the Father sent him. In ancient times, just give the law. In cloud and majesty and all. And then what? Rejoice. Rejoice. Emmanuel. God with us shall come to thee, O Israel. We rejoice because we know we can't keep the law, and it's not about us keeping the law. It's about whether or not we have trusted in Christ as our Savior. O come, O come, Emmanuel. This longing, this longing for us to see Him come again. 
to be for us to be made perfect, for the world to be redeemed. I mean, there's, there's, there's so much to that statement. But O come, O come, Emmanuel is us singing, Lord, we long for You. We long for You to come to us. We long for You to come back to us. And we celebrate and rejoice in all of the things that You have done. In beating out the shadows and giving us the key. in releasing us from bondage, in defeating sin and death in our lives. That's what Jesus has done. He has defeated sin and death in our lives. And so at this time of year, the whole world stops to some degree, maybe not the whole world, but the majority of the world stops to some degree to celebrate this time of year. Now, they may stop and celebrate it for some reason that they don't know. But the reason behind it is because God the Father sent His Son to die for us the death that we deserve for the sin that we've committed. That He went to the cross and shed His blood to be the ransom that we needed to appease the Father. That we might be saved. That we might have life. That we might have a life now, not just, not just eternal life. Not just eternal, I mean, that's part of it. But it's not just that, it's that we're made new even now. That in Jesus living in us, the Holy Spirit living in us, that our lives change. 1 Corinthians says this, O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin. And the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that the Lord, your labor, that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Death is still a part of our world. One of our guys lost his dad this week, Rick Stone. Uh, Rick, uh, Mark Stone, sorry. I know a Rick Stone too. And they do remind me of each other, obviously, honestly. Um, both amazing men who love the Lord. And uh, Mark, Mark lost his dad this week. And, <coughs> and for... I know, I think I can speak a little bit on behalf of Mark and Pam and their family. You know, this is, it's, it's a sad time. They've lost someone who they love so very much. But at the same time, they praise Jesus because there is absolutely no doubt where Tad is today. I mean, he is with the Lord. I mean, like, unquestionably so, this guy loved Jesus. Like, if you ever met that man, he talked to you about Jesus. That's, that's the kind of guy that he was. You know, you might talk to him about something else, but eventually you're going to talk about Jesus. And so proud of Mark he was. Because Mark's the same way. Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? It is gone. Because Jesus has defeated it. Jesus took our death.
there is a longing. Oh, come. Oh, come that we long, that we yearn, that we ache for the Lord's return, right? John Piper says this, and I just, I just felt like it was, it was worth sharing. It says, the Christian life oscillates between these two poles, the overflowing of the already redeemed, okay? Ephesians 1.7, if you want to, uh, something to look at there. And the tearful yearning of the not yet redeemed, Ephesians 4.30. Not that we ever leave the one or the other in this life. We are sorrowful, but yet always rejoicing, which is from 2 Corinthians 6.10. We're sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. That's, that's, a part, that's a part of this life that we live as believers, that we are ready for Jesus to come, that we celebrate what he's done in our life, and at the same time, we are sorrowful and we, and we mourn for those who don't yet know Jesus as their Savior. And that's an okay place to be. It's an okay place that we, that we can at times not be okay, that we can be sorrowful. And at times we can rejoice and be the happiest we've ever been in our lives. And at sometimes that we can be both things at the same exact time, sorrowful yet always rejoicing. Israel needed to be freed. But here we aren't just singing for Israel. We are singing for us. We are Israel. We have been freed. We have been freed from sin and from slavery. And in that we rejoice. Rejoice. Emmanuel, God is with us. God has come and He is coming again. And that's worth rejoicing about. If you're here today and you've never trusted in Jesus as your Savior, maybe today is the day. Maybe God is speaking to your heart today. Maybe something clicked or made sense today in a way that it never has before. I'm here to tell you, it's not because of me, but it's because the Lord is speaking to your heart. Listen to Him. Listen to what He has to say. If He's saying, run to me now, Run. Run as fast as you can to Him right now. It doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter what's happened in your life. The blood of Jesus is enough to cover literally anything. Any wrongdoing. Any sin. There is nothing that you could have done that could separate you from the love of God if you trust and believe in Jesus as Lord. I'd love to talk with you today about that. Pray with you about that today. And we'll be down here to do that. Uh, during the service and after the service as well. O come, O come, Emmanuel. May we long for God to be with us again. And in the meantime, may we rejoice in what He did already in His coming. That's a Christmas message. Let's pray.